Good morning. It's September 26th. It is raining in New York City again, still, always. And this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. The lead story on the front of today's New York Times is Aid for Ukraine Stokes U.S. Feud Over the Budget. Second headline, Shutdown is Looming. Third headline under that, Senators in Intense Talks as McCarthy Tries to Ease House Chaos. It doesn't really seem quite accurate to say that the Ukraine aid is stoking the feud, since the controlling minority of the House Republican majority wants a government shutdown and has been trying to get one all along. It's more that Ukraine aid is a possible impediment to working around the minority, because adding it to a continuing resolution would mean affirmatively passing a new piece of budgeting rather than simply extending the status quo spending to keep the government open. In even less effectively executed headline writing, down at the bottom of the page, the Times offers heated language around Trump raises worries of deadly dissent. What they mean to say, and what the story actually does say, Trump supporters threaten and harass judges, prosecutors, and law enforcement. It's not heated language. It's threats. It's not around Trump. It's on Trump's behalf. It's not raising worries. It is a worry. And deadly dissent. Who boy. Suddenly I'm picturing that as a book title. Deadly Dissent. Either for a monograph on political violence, or for a Supreme Court justice teaming up with James Patterson to write a thriller. For a news headline about Trump supporters threatening people, though, the word you're looking for is violence. Among other things, what if it's not deadly? There's plenty of sublethal politically inspired violence out there. Just ask Salman Rushdie. Above that, there's a strike ends and eyes turn to the actors. Good way to package the fact that the Writer Guild Agreement arrived too late for the Monday paper by looking back at it and pivoting toward the still ongoing screen actors strike. Ukraine says it killed leader of Black Sea Fleet. Okay. Big if true. And there's a feature about a homespun taxidermy museum in South Dakota closing because its specimens are laced with arsenic although it's not entirely clear how big a problem that is if you're not licking the animals or pummeling them. Inside the paper, there's another Teach the Controversy headline, Uproar over Trump's stop at gun store. Here, at least, it's hard to fit the entire dumb and complicated thing into a headline, since it's about how a Trump staffer posted that Trump had bought a Glock, and then confronted with the fact that there are laws about people with felony indictments hanging over them buying firearms, denied that Trump had bought the gun after all. Technically, by the Times reporting on the statutes, it sounds as if it would have been illegal to sell Trump the gun, but not illegal for Trump to buy the gun. The railroad industry killed six people in Florida when a CSX freight train hit an SUV at a grade-level crossing, which didn't even have crossing arms. Grade-level crossings remain primitive and deadly, but it's cheaper to keep on having people killed by trains than to upgrade the crossings. London cops are in a snit and refusing to carry weapons after one of them got charged with murder for shooting a motorist in the head. Cops in Baton Rouge are accused of maintaining a Chicago-style torture warehouse. And the lead story in the national section is about how the city of San Francisco, one of the wealthiest and most desirable cities in the country, is mostly experienced by its residents as a pleasant place to live. Despite years of media coverage and opportunistic political campaigning by people determined to paint it as a drug-poisoned hellhole spiraling into anarchy. That is the news. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going. Stay dry out there, and we will talk again tomorrow.